I had nursing students living with me and I had gone away to LA for my job. And I came back and I remember talking on the phone to my mom, looking in my kitchen at a pot. I went, ew, this is disgusting. These girls just left rice in the pot here. Like, I don't know how many days. And it wasn't rice. It was a pot full of maggots. Oh, oh my God. All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 121 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. I am joined by a few people today. My normal co-host, Adrian Trott, uh, Joanna, who is, I guess, kind of that resident uh, sub co-host. What do you call a second co-host? I'm, I'm working my way up to a permanent fixture in this I podcast. Know. We're going to go on a vacation now. You need some feminine energy, so I'm bringing and, it. Uh, and also Taylor Kay, who just told us she's live on three radio stations right now, uh, radio and uh, television personality. And uh, I quite honestly didn't know who she was before Joanna said she was coming on the podcast. And <laughs> like I've, I've, I've fallen into, uh, what do you call it? Like the rabbit hole of death where you just stalk somebody online and you get so involved in who they are. And well, I'll just say you're fucking hilarious. So I'm glad that uh, you're on uh, the show today. Thank you for joining us. Oh, well, thanks so much for having me on. I do get that where people are like, who are you? <laughs> so I, I don't know who I am anymore. I do, I'm a mom. I'm a family content creator. Sometimes I'm on a radio station and sometimes I'm like, I don't know, on Zoom podcasts, which is great. That's funny and, you say that because I, I mean, I've all, I've lost all perception of time. So something that I think happened five years ago could have been very well 15 years ago. But when Joanna said Taylor K, I knew immediately who, who you were. And I haven't listened to the radio forever. So this, I don't know at what point this was, but I used to listen to the radio all the time and I'd always hear you. So I knew immediately who you were. So it's a privilege to have, have awesome. you on. I feel like you're a Canadian household name. Oh, 100%. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. I'm really I'm really big in Saskatoon and Regina <laughs> and, uh, and sometimes in Vancouver and Toronto. But I, you know what? I will say, I know Joanna and I, we, you know, we do these with our other lives, uh, with broadcast tours and stuff. I've, I've been very fortunate to go across Canada and see some amazing places. And Saskatoon is pretty awesome. And so is Winnipeg and Regina. I mean, mm -hmm. it's springtime, maybe not in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, That's awesome. so before we hopped on here, uh, the two of you were going to tell us how you know each other. Mm -hmm. So do you want to give us that story? So I feel like maybe four or five years ago. Um, no, I've lost track of time, too. But we were outside of an event at a hotel in Toronto. And Taylor, you came up to me and you you knew who I was. You had been following me and you introduced yourself. And then we yeah. hit it off. From that point do you remember that yes and then and uh, we were also looking in our goodie bags because that's what you do oh, yeah. never, when you leave an event <laughs> you you don't look at the gift bag at the event you're like yeah. outside waiting for your car and then so when you're calling them a cheap bastard that you know, nobody else will hear you right <laughs> you're like what are these are dollar yeah. store chocolates could we not get some lint um, <laughs> But I was like, oh my gosh, this mom has got her shit together. And you had business cards. You'd been featured uh, like on people. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh my God, it was, it was crazy. And, you know, sometimes you meet people and especially in my industry, you know, we meet like a ton of people and sometimes you're let down by mm. people. And, uh, you know, especially with real estate too, it's clients. You're excited to work with the client. And then you're like, oh my, now I'm stuck with this person looking <laughs> like getting a house with them for how long? Never um, happens. No. Never. No, no, no with, never real happens. with real estate agents, you look at their business card and then see them in person and be like, 
that's not you. That's true. One time Ariel was at a, he was at an open house back in the day when we actually did open houses and uh, a realtor came through and, um, and he sent, he snapped a secret picture of her without her knowing and sent it to me and then, and then sent me her, her driver's or not driver's license, sorry, her business card. And it was, I, I couldn't stop laughing. It looked like her daughter on the business card. It's, it's like people, people never update them. No, it's, and it's hard. I will say with social media, I mean, you, you have to update your stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we have a mutual, a mutual bunch of friends like Kat and Nat, uh, who are mm-hmm. mommy bloggers. The, the yeah. biggest compliment they gave to me was at an event. They're like, wow, you look like your headshot. And I was like, oh, okay, I haven't filtered anything like this. If so, if it's a hot mess, then yeah, I am a hot mess. That's funny. But you're what? just so like, you're, there's something about your personality that just is like, brings people in. Like you just are like, you're so com- you make people feel so comfortable. It's so nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's not what you said before we hopped on. I know. The podcast. <laughs> like there's this one time we were at an event, we were having a couple beverages. Um, I'm sure think, we've had those times too. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, radio for sure helped. I, I didn't start, I, I have a kinesiology degree from McMaster University, but I only wanted radio and radio gives you that connection to, you know, I, I guess my nickname in the industry is the connector. So whether someone's, you know, connecting with people on the radio or connecting um, people who, you know, I'll just even have like today, I had uh, a, a listener or follower DM me saying, Hey, do you know so-and-so, or can you connect me? For, and, and I'll connect them. I mean, not mm-hmm. with celebrities, but if they're looking for something specific, I try and help people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Taylor curious. A lot of people. I'm, I'm curious in the radio industry, and I don't listen to radio except for sports radio. So I'm a sports fanatic. I listen yeah. to sports radio, but um, you know, uh, the accessibility of, streaming music and Deezer and, and whatever now has has taken on for a, a lot of um, my music consumption for that anyways. Um, but as as time has progressed and, and technology has evolved, like it seems to me over the past maybe five years, maybe a little bit more, 10 years, that the industry as a whole, the radio industry, um, it has changed, but it hasn't like, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's very much the same. Like if you were listening to a certain station 10 years ago, maybe the music is different. The, the personalities are different, but it's, it's the same. Like you tune into that channel, but how has technology from your perspective, how has it changed and for better, for worse, or just different? Well, I would, I would say when I got in, I mean, people were still using records. I, at one radio station I was at, you know, you, you had to plan your bathroom breaks and because if it was a three minute song, um, then you better go pee quick. Um, you all, the stairway to heaven is always a joke. Cause like, even if a station didn't play stairway to heaven, you're like, okay, just put it on because you have to pee. And usually the bathroom is never close to the studio because no one wants to hear a toilet flush close to a studio. So it's usually across the building. But I would say technology helped because we're able to take more calls Um, back in the day and not even not that far, like 15 years ago, most radio stations, you'd have an announcer and a producer. And when I got in, I was doing it all just like Joanne, like we, we, this is what you do. And, and I, even as content creators too, I was like, what do you mean a producer? I just, I'm going to call Brad Pitt's 
publicist up and just do it myself. I just want to put this person on the air um, and even technical producer. So they got rid of, uh, you know, records, uh, our phone systems. We were able to record and create MP3s. And I would say, and I know I was, I was probably the first female Canadian to have a studio at our house, like an actual radio studio where I could record. And, you know, and it was because I didn't want to go into the studio. I'll tell you that. I was just like, why can't I just do it at home? And it was because a lot of the interviews that we're doing, people were in the US, different time zones. I'd have to drive in if someone was in LA and I'm like, why can't I just do it at home? So being able to have that home studio and now now today that helps out because I can be on three to four different radio stations at the same time. Voice tracked, it's called live to tape, but uh, and I'm monitoring, but you can do that at home. But at the same time, it's cutting out a lot of jobs, but it's also really efficient. And if you do, if you're, if you do well at it, then you will succeed. Was there a lot of pushback on you doing it at home? Yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted it. People. And I just was like, I have the equipment. And I think the first it was, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of the first kind of pandemic comes in and you're like, the pandemic comes in. (laughs) Uh, And and really, yeah, the pandemic came in and radio stations, I won't say which one, radio stations borrowed equipment from me. I'm just this, you know, mini freelancer, but I had, I had all this equipment and everybody was at at the, when everything shut down the first time, people didn't have microphones. They were using AirPods. It sounded like garbage on the air. So that's like the big networks, the TV networks. Um, They reached out to all the YouTubers right away and said, okay, what kind of equipment do you have? what can you create for us? We need new content. And they like these huge ones that you wouldn't believe because they're like, they know that we're, we've been doing this forever. We've been preparing for this (laughs) moment for so long. So that that's really worked in our favor. Oh, for sure. And you've been able to pick, and I will say it's, it's also saturated the market, but the cream always rises to the top, you know, and if you have good equipment, I will say for the radio stations that I'm on, I make sure that I know about the weather. I know the streets. I know the community. I'm on the Facebook pages. I'm on the mommy group Facebook pages, because even though maybe I'm not in that community, I still want to be a part of the community as much as I can. And it might be frustrating that people don't have like a local person on certain, certain stations, but I still try and bring that local element back um, because that's so important to the community. You have so many things on the, like, I'm just, you're blowing my mind right now. How many <laughs> things you have on the go. And, and part of the reason why I wanted you to come on is you told me that you also have a lot, you do a lot with real estate. And I thought that'd be so interesting <laughs> to have you here. So you want to share about that? Yeah. Because I'm just like, I'm like, how, how many hours in the, like, what are you doing? How do you do all this I stuff? I don't sleep. No, I'm going to be honest. I, was, I went to bed at two. I was okay. up at like five thirty-six. Although you're up so early. I like, so you inspired me, Joanne, to get up early, but I mean, I get, I used to get up at like six, six thirty. Now I'm like, okay, well I'm seeing like five fourteen. Am I supposed to get up? I'm like, I'm at, I'm I'd at like see those Instagram stories now. of your breakfast. That was yeah, the first, like, the first post yeah. I'd see. Ariel's so, a morning person too. We oh, have that in common. I love it. You do well, not so, want to see me or anything that <laughs> I'm consuming at first thing in the morning though. So I don't post until like, and I'm speaking of equipment, I, I'm sitting here talking into the mic, which is not hooked up and not working. So oh, you're, oh. Still, you're, you're in your air. I, you sound pretty good. I, so I started when I started in radio, I had a very good mentor um, who told me because I, I didn't go to radio school. Like I said, I went to a, I have a kinesiology degree. Most of my friends are like chiropractors and doctors, but I had a very good mentor that just said, 
just get a piece of property because you're mm-hmm. going to be fired a lot. And I, I mean, and laid off. And it's, I think I've counted about nine stations. I've been laid off nine stations. Wow. I've been back to the same stations two, three times. It's just like it, it's just because they're changing format or they want a different sound. It's people, you shouldn't take it personal. The first three times, maybe I did. So I bought my first piece of property in Hamilton and it was a student rental because that's all I could afford at the time. And I'll tell you, um, back in the day, it was, it was, it was like late nineties, early two thousands. Um, it was really difficult as a young female who was an entrepreneur to get a mortgage to, to and especially a rental property by a university. So I had to go a private lender, a cute little couple, um, cause I just wanted to get into the, the real estate game. And I think people are scared sometimes of private lenders, but I mean, yes, the rate was a little bit more, but I knew what I was doing. And it was a cute 70 year old couple that gave me my first chunk of money. And I just had to have, I had to sit once a month and have tea with them and drop <laughs> off the check and tell them about my adventures as a radio personality, <laughs> awesome. climbing the, <sighs> And then from there, I just started like grabbing other properties, whether it was flipping. Um, then I met my husband and we, we bought a couple of five and six plus, uh, plexes in, in Toronto and single family homes, sold those maybe not at the best of time, like 2008, 2009, but, uh, then bought property, uh, North of the city on the water, because we all know no one's making any more water. And I thought that's probably a better investment for later in life. So um, we still flip and and hold, um, but now I'm 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 holding, and most of our properties now are I will say, um, uh, well they're tenanted, but they're they're not seasonal. I've done the seasonal, but it sometimes is a headache. With are the they season. single family or multi? Single combination. There's single family and multi. Yeah. And there's just some empty lots that we also rent out as well, just so people could put their boats on. But, you know, I I was saying to my husband the other day, I kick myself because one of the properties and you can't, and you guys know as real estate, you see all these properties come back up. The one property we were told by a mutual friend, Scott McGilvery, who's like on all these TV shows, he's like, Taylor, don't sell that place. But I just, in me, I just, I was just done with it. And I wanted to focus a little bit more on my family. And when you have multi-units, there's multi-problems. <laughs> so, mm. and sometimes tenants can be extra and sometimes you can get the best tenants, but with a multi-unit, especially with older homes in Toronto, um, renovators and Joanne, you guys, I mean, there's so many people that, I mean, there's a lot of people that are renovating and doing stuff, but mm-hmm. Sometimes when the renovations, I'm like, oh, that wasn't done properly. So we just, we tapped out, sold, we got a profit and then invested in another property. Hmm. You still own all of your tenancy property? Oh, go ahead, Ariel. Do do you still own the waterfront property? Yes. I'm not, I'm not letting it. So someone- That sounds like a long-term thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my lawyer said to me once, he goes, well, your kids will be happy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we'd held on to the, the Toronto ones, I think I wouldn't have to work radio anymore. Oh, I'd still work radio, but the, uh, the waterfront ones are great. And, uh, and I'm still looking now and, and if something comes up, but as you know, the market is very hot right now. It's, I think it, is it the hottest it's been in 35 years? Especially it's crazy. for waterfront yeah. properties, the, the, I'll call it cottage market. The, yeah. the cottage market is insane. Like yeah. just insane. And for good reason, like you said, there's not any more water being built. Yeah. Uh, can't can't just plop water somewhere. Um unless and, you're in Dubai and then they'll right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi Oliver. Yeah, he had to make um, his appearance. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, well, so, and the pandemic's a big cause of that because people aren't able to travel. So all of a sudden, the um, the seasonal rental business through Airbnb, people are cashing yep. in, buying cottages, renting them out. My brother and sister-in-law own two cottages and they do very well. They just sold one wow. of them. Um, but yeah, it's a big, big industry. And it's, you know what, depending on the market you're in, you can, seasonal is great. And I think... Um, it's hiring the right property managers. And like Joanne said, I'm doing it all. I should hire people, but I, not that I'm a micromanager. I, I, I'm not, I just, I need to, I need to give it to people, but I still like to be involved in each part of the business, whether it's radio, whether I wanted, you know, I want the tenants to know me because it's not, it's not like we have a, a whole bunch of properties, but when they call and something breaks down, they're talking to me and they know that it's going to get fixed right away or my husband. How many properties do you have right now? Six. Wow. Yeah. When you so, told me that on the phone the other day, I'm like, you know, I, I've had so many conversations with you and you hadn't, I don't know if I had, you had brought that up before. And that just was so amazing. And so interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I mean, we, we built it up pretty quickly and my husband really wasn't into uh, getting property, but I told him like when we dated and, you know, I just said, listen, this is my thing. I want, I want to have a bunch of property because in my industry, uh, there is no pension and really pensions are going away. And so I feel like this is, it's great to have a second property. One's my cottage that we use ourselves. So we could possibly rent that out. Um, but right now my husband, he's looking for, he, he, he would like a property, a second cottage that's bigger because we've outgrown our cottage and I'm looking for um, another multi-unit, uh, whether that's like an apartment in a smaller city, I, you know, Toronto is just overpriced and other markets overpriced. Uh, so, you know, even Hamilton, my original hometown, some of it's overpriced, but maybe I'll wait. And that's with you guys, you guys know, who knows when you wait or do you jump on stuff, right? Well, people have been saying that for for years, right? And they're, you know, the people that are waiting um, have been for a decade because everybody yeah. for as long as I can remember has been saying it's going to burst, it's going to burst, but it never does. And now, you know, in yeah. hindsight, they would have been hundreds of thousands of dollars ahead. Yeah. One of the biggest fears I think a lot of people have, especially just getting into rental properties is the fear of um, bad tenants. Um, so in your experience, how have you, what's your experience been with tennis? Good, bad, what, you must have a yeah, horror story or two. Oh, some horror stories. I will say this is, so I, I probably, <laughs> some stories I'll, I'll, I'll say for like after the podcast, not on air, <laughs> but I will say, you know, you have to do your due diligence and research. Um, so when I did, when my, when I had my student property, um, I was living in the house with them. So it was a different mm. type of tenancy. It was called shared accommodation. So for people that do shared accommodations, you can evict people a little bit easier if they're not paying because you're sharing the kitchen, you're sharing the bathroom. So, you know, with students, I had a horror story there, um, I had nursing students living with me and I had gone away to LA for my job and I came back and I remember talking on the phone to my mom, looking in my kitchen at a pot. I went, Ew, this is disgusting. These girls just left rice in the pot here. Like, I don't know how many days. And it wasn't rice. It was a pot full of maggots. Oh, oh my God. Completely oh. full. I like, so that was disgusting. Oh, that's so, gross. That was gross. Um, <laughs> We've had tenants not pay. Um, I've never had to go. You know, I've 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 hired a lawyer, and then we've 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 been able to pay. But um, 
you know, and I've had tenants that leave stuff behind junk and junk removal that that can be costly. And uh, sometimes I try and send them the bill. Um, I've, I've had tenants, again, one tenant up north. Um, and that's a great thing about small towns. When you do buy in a town, people know who you are. And uh, the tenants had rented the property and they haven't paid. They didn't pay for you know, two to three months and they had owned a restaurant. So other people stopped frequenting their restaurant because they're like, well, if you're not paying Taylor and her family, now you really can't pay. Now (laughs) you're really not going to pay. So we started getting, they started paying and, uh, and then we got them out after uh, like about a, about a a year and a half. But that's the only good thing I, I find communities because, you know, there's, there's legally, you can't, there's legally things you can do, but you know, you think up all these things, you're like, I'm just gonna change the locks. I'm gonna do this. That's illegal. You can't do that. Yeah. Well, that's a, there's a lot of, I get a lot of that, especially when people want to sell their rental properties. You can't just kick a tenant out listed for sale. A lot of people yeah. don't understand that. So there's um, a lot of people that um, are interested. I think H, cause you mentioned Scott, but I think HGTV has very much glamorized the real estate uh, investment yes. industry, especially <laughs> from a flipping perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's so many people interested, but they don't really do their due diligence. Well, and they think that it takes, you know, a couple of weeks to flip a property. And, and, and I mean, unless you're the contractor, you're working 24 seven and you have your crew there the whole time. But some of these, like you said, these shows glamorize like, wow, look at this kitchen. And, and, you know, some of those shows, again, it takes them seven to eight weeks to do that, which probably could take people months, but they're working on a crazy schedule. And also the family's out of the house and, um, and I've, I've been on those shows. We actually renovated a property to sell and it is, it's, it's fun to be on it, but you are investing the money. One of the shows we had to give $25,000 to do like this makeover, but, uh, you know, we got a $70,000 renovation out of it. So there are always great opportunities Mm -hmm. to be on those renovation shows, but I'll tell you what we did. We, I had my realtor come and I said, is this worth it? And then I had another contractor come outside of the TV show. I said, they say they're going to do this. Will this really, we're going to give them like 20, 25,000. Will it really be a $70,000 renovation after? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, then it's worth it. It's Mm. always funny when I watch those shows. Um, uh, it was called, it was called renovate or relocate. It was like a ripoff okay. of love it or list it. It okay. lasted one year. <laughs> I think we were the last, I think we were the last episode. So you watch those shows and you're like, they did that whole main floor for 17,000 bucks, huh? Oh gosh. <laughs> I, and I feel like the property brothers are being honest about it now. And Scott McGilvery, like they're mm-hmm. saying, like they're breaking down. But then when you see Joanna and Chip Gaines, like, you know, they're in Waco, Texas and places in the U.S. where, you know, you can get a house for 200 grand. Mm-hmm. And then and, and the then, materials oh, are cheap there. Yeah. And the materials are cheap. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, people have to make sure like, well, wait, where are you watching? OK, this mm-hmm. is a great makeover. But if it's in the middle of like Midwestern U.S., the houses aren't like, you know, Milton, Oakville, Mississauga. No. So here's a question for you, Taylor. You have yeah. a big sphere of influence. You know, a lot of people. You own a bunch of properties. You've bought, flipped, sold, landlord, the whole <laughs> bit. Why don't you have your realtor license? Okay, so oh, there's funny. a story coming. <laughs> Here's a story. Um, I was actually offered a brokerage and a real estate um 
it, it was a company out in Meaford, Ontario. It's my biggest, like, I, I don't regret anything, but it's probably, I kick myself because the, the, this lovely couple said, listen, we'll help you do your, get your license and then, you know, get your broker's license and we'll sell you the brokerage. And it was like Collingwood, Blue Mountain, Owen Sand, like that area. And I just loved radio so much. And now I'm like, oh, because, mm. you know, the market's crazy. Um, I've met so many people that they're saying you should do real estate. I mean, eventually I think I will. It's, it's, it's in my blood. My grandfather used to own my mom. My parents did not do any real estate and my grandfather who I did not meet, he died before I was alive, apparently owned ap apartment buildings in Hamilton and dealt with all this stuff. So clearly it's in my blood to own property. And one day I will, um, I'm trying to think who is the head. Oh my gosh. He was, uh, he is on a board for, is it, what are the boards for real estate? Um, he used to be a politician. Um, Brad? yeah. What's Toronto oh my God. Board. not oh, Toronto real estate uh, board. Who are you talking oh, about? Um, oh my gosh. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, I know who you're talking about. He's, um, is it like, it's the, isn't it the Canadian the, the Ontario real estate? real estate association? Oh yeah. Uh, what's his name? Oh geez. I got to Google. Cause now, <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of the board of directors for the and he was like um, Ontario Hudak? Tim Hudak. Uh, oh yeah, Tim Hudak. 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 So okay, yeah. yeah. Tim Hudak, um totally we were on a plane together and I was talking about my properties. He's like, I am so confused. Why don't you have your real estate license? So <laughs> Yeah. And this is like, you know, ex-politician now in charge. I'm like, eventually, I know it's a lot of work now. Like, so for people that don't know, how long does it take to get your real estate? Isn't it like it now you have to go to college, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's, yeah, facilitated well, why through Why don't you let Joanna now. answer this question? Yeah, yeah. Joanna would be to this. Yeah, so um, it it's a lot of work. It's worth <laughs> it. And it's funny because I'm starting to kind of look at, you know, real estate stuff personally. And I'm, and I, it's, all coming back. I thought I wasn't retaining any of it, but it is. Um, okay. So I think it's changed a lot since when I first talked to these guys um, about the, the format. So there's five or six courses. And then at the end of each, you have to do an exam, but you have to finish the course before you can book the exam. And it forces you to have this like couple week lull. Um, so it depends on how much time you can commit. And during a pandemic with four kids, I'll tell you, it slowed me down a bit. But um slacker. <laughs> let's trade. Uh, I'll yes. take your twins, you take my twins, and yeah. I'll raise you two more. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I don't do any of that work, so that's yeah, fine. exactly. <laughs> I do it all. I'm like a I'm a solo parent. One. Yeah. Stop shop. For the record, um, Joanne, as long as you retain the information long enough to pass the exam, you're fine. I probably could not pass any of those exams anymore. Oh, and we're, we're doing okay. <laughs> but so now, Joanna, is it important to be on a team? Because that's the thing I've hear. Like, it's I feel like it is. Yeah, I think if I, I think if I weren't on a team, I'd feel very overwhelmed, and and um, I think also it makes me realize, like, I think they've also made me realize like that, how to kind of work the program. Cause there's also these courses that called, there's one called pass it where it's like a cram course. It's like $30 per test. And it was incredible. And now I know because there's just, it's very, the course is very repetitive. I'm doing it through Humbert and it's yeah. very wordy. Um, so I'm realizing that I can't spend too much time trying to absorb every word. So I'm skimming more and I feel like that's good enough. And then you cram right before the test. 
Um, but being with a team has been great. That's made me... And there's also someone else that's part of the team that's also doing the course. So she and I will constantly check in and see where and we're on the same course right now, where we are and give each other pep talks. So that's been really nice too. And do you feel like people that are starting in real estate now, um, even though you guys, like you guys have been around and, and you've created you know this amazing team and an amazing company, how, how can new people like Joanna succeed too. Is there's still room for that, right? As an individual, I think it is a lot more complicated and it's you're putting yourself out there because you don't have the resources that a team does. Yeah. And you know, to to sell real estate properly in this market, you have to invest a lot of money and a lot of resources. Um, you know, even even something as simple as photography, you know, the quality right. of photography, the quality of the videography, uh, but social media and the social media campaigns and the advertising that goes behind it. Um, but there's there's just a lot of dynamics when it comes to a team function that you benefit from as a client. So then as a client, you look at it and you go, well, why would I go with one person when I get a, an army of people that are right. working for me? And, and that army is doing a whole lot more transactions. So their network is bigger and their sphere of influence is bigger. Their reach is bigger, especially online most of the time. Yep. Um, and not to say that individual agents can't be good. There's a ton of individual oh, agents sure. out there that are just, killing it. Um, but if you're a new person go, going into the industry now, um, instead of, you know, like using Joanna as, a, as an example, if she gets her license in October, it might yeah. be six months or a year before she does her first transaction as an individual agent. Whereas with the team, you know, our most recent realtor, Steve Chiquetto, he joined us about 14 months ago as a new, uh, brand new real realtor to the industry. And he did his first deal within 30 days. Wow. So, um, so he's got that, you know, they, you get that support and you get that um, experience, you get the leads coming in. So it's a whole different dynamic, but some people don't like working with teams, right? They want, right. They, they don't want a quote unquote boss. They, they, <laughs> They they want to do their own thing. Um, they want to do their own marketing and have their own direction. And, you know, some people want to go golfing for three days straight and not hear from anybody. Um, and that's okay. Like, yeah. every, you know, to each their own. But, um, but yeah, we've... There's different, me, different aspects to it. Appealing. Yeah. I was like, just going to say... I think as I think a content like, creator, you're just... Go ahead. No, no, that's okay. Go. As a content creator, Taylor, you know, it's, you feel like such an island sometimes. And yeah. I was really craving that team and people and, um, and these guys, we have such good laughs and it's just such a comfortable, fun atmosphere that I felt like, you know, there's the mentor aspect, but it's not yeah. that boss feeling. So that was really important for me. That was the big draw for me to take, you know, do the jump to get my license because I wanted to work with them. Yeah. 
Well, look at my team here. I have Steven Sabados <laughs> and Justin Bieber because I'm lonely here. I th- and I, I, I've heard and I, I have great realtors. Um, I work with, uh, like, you know, in my community and uh, they have a great team. And like you said, like they've got the marketing down pat. They've got the staging. They've got the photograph- uh, photography. And um, I was talking to them like, couple years ago where I'm like, well, I can maybe do this part-time. And they said, you got to be all in. They said, maybe you, maybe with your personality, because I, I but you can't, that you can't really do this part-time. It is a full-time job. Like it's, and I think, you know, some people are like, oh, I might just try real estate. You, yeah. you know, I, I might have, we, I want to get more time back. Your time is your clients, right? Yeah. Well, I recently got a call from a client who is trying to get her son to uh, work with us because he's, and then I found out after further conversation that he's actively under contract with another real estate agent. So she oh. was, she was, uh, I said, well, I, you know, I obviously can't help until, yes. you know, and, and, unless that changes, but she, she told me that her son keeps missing opportunities to buy houses. And um, it turns out the person she was working with, or he was working with rather was um full-time police officer, part-time realtor. So oh. Yeah. You know, especially in that job, there's going to be certain times where they're just not quite accessible. If they're banging, kicking a door and they're not going to be able yeah. to take a phone call or submit an offer. So there's right. for sure it's, um, yeah, definitely full time to properly yeah. service your customers. Can you imagine yeah. Buddy showing up in his cruiser for a showing? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I can't, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And a big thing for me, too, is... Um, because real and I mean, from one brokerage to the next, there's really no consistency among individual agents from their marketing to their personal ethics, business ethics, um, right. the, their quality of service and customer care. So if you want to go on holiday, you've, you know, there's not, you don't have that ability to just say, oh, you know, Joe will take care of them and you'll get right. the same service as you would myself. But with a team, like I could go away or Joanna could go away, Ariel could go away and know that um, the team has always already been very involved. So that client they're working with has already met probably three people on our team. And that's great. No matter who they speak with, they're getting the same level of service confidently. So that's a nice thing too, because otherwise you won't get a break. Yeah. You're just nonstop, which Joanna and I, I mean, that's what it is when you're a content creator uh, there's no one, you schedule your brain. Mm-hmm. So you pre-schedule social media where some people will go, oh my gosh, how are you? Like right now I'm with you guys, but I'm on three radio stations. But it looks like if you go to social media on those stations, I'm there, I'm active, but I've scheduled it. But Yeah, like you have to batch. I used to batch film before I go on a vacation and have those already. And yeah, you have to kind of interrupt vacation. So it's nice because I've been able to pivot what I do to be more part-time and move it in that direction. And it's still going to be there, but I can create that time and have it also be intertwined with this new career and pivot. And I'm, I'm excited that you guys have Joanna on your team because she's a rock star. And I think for, especially for the new crop of people buying houses, it's all about social. It's all about, you know, and, and personality, obviously that's always a big, a big deal. And Joanna rocks that way. And, um, but it's all about social. I think people find out about properties on social and I, I know things are moving quick right now, but, um, photography, you know, uh, Instagram posts, Insta stories, Insta lives, and especially with open houses not happening, you know, doing a Facebook live or having like Mm -hmm. a live kind of tour um, and being, you know, having that technology, that knowledge, which I think some older agents 
that don't want to get into it, I think they're going to be left or people that just don't want technology. doesn't matter about age. When people are like, I don't do social for any job. I'm like, well, you, you, you should have to. Yeah. Well, you yeah. have to go where, where the, where your customers are and yeah. that's online. So. Well, I've said it uh, in a few podcasts now. We're 122 episodes in, so don't ask me Ooh. which episode. But um, <laughs> I thought you started by saying this is episode 121. If we've, we've gone over to oh, we've gone, <laughs> we're going to cut over this. 122. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we probably had one in there that didn't make uh, make the cut. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, I think that the whole this whole pandemic and quarantine and lockdown and all this bullshit. I think it's actually going to do a very good thing for the real estate industry in the sense that there are going to be people that essentially don't make the cut anymore. Uh, And the ones that say, Oh, I don't do social or this and that um, they're gone. They're going to be gone. And what I'm hoping is that, uh, a good percentage of all of my peers and colleagues um, learn how to work virtually. And, yeah. and we're doing that now, right? Like we're showing homes virtually. You can walk through homes in 3D. Um, you know, everything is done by Zoom for uh, client meetings now. And um, Joanna told us this morning she wanted to buy a house and she hasn't even been to the house. So. <laughs> Well, you know, that's funny, Joanna. And I have, I have a realtor up North. He's, he's like, I think he's 82 now. Good for him. His mom Mm -hmm. is a hundred and what? No, wait, he's sorry. He's 72. His mom is almost a hundred and they are like, they were the rockstar realtors back in the day, but he's still, he's still working it. And I needed to see a property and I walked him through how to do a FaceTime Oh, yeah. property and now that's all he does and he, he <laughs> thanks me all the time he's like i've sold, sold three properties to people this way oh, taylor thank awesome. you so much so people that want to learn like you said the people that are going to adapt and this guy you know he's in his 70s he's adapting and he, he still wants to work and rock it and that's a great thing about real estate when because you still are kind of your own boss within a team like you are it's mm-hmm. i don't know like you're an employee but you can work for as long as you want and get into the game so Mm-hmm. Well, these virtual tours too, I find them so amazing that you really feel like you've been there and you can look around and everything. So, well, yesterday so we switched back in March before they stopped um, or before they put a restriction on doing public open houses. We switched to, like you were saying, actual virtual live Facebook videos of one of our agents walking through the house and doing a couple uh, laps through and doing a proper tour that way rather than a public open house. Yeah, uh, and they've been very, very well received. In fact, one of the our uh, agents did one yesterday, and she had by the end of her tour, which was I think maybe forty to fifty minutes, um, she had a hundred and ten views. So imagine mm. trying to facilitate a public open house; oh it my would gosh. be unmanageable. You you couldn't get that many people through. And those are potential clients too, because maybe yeah. they're not with someone. So that's always, that's always a win too. Okay, yeah. Joanna, where's this place? Was this a rental yeah. property you're looking for? No, I mean, I've been looking at this place. Oh, I spilled the beans. I spilled the beans. How many weeks till this podcast is out? How many weeks till this podcast is out? A couple? Yeah. <laughs> You'll have yeah. it. So it will be out. Yeah. I'm going to be <laughs> making a move. Me, like us kids and I. Yeah. Oh, why? I know you'd mentioned that. So that's great. And you're staying yeah. in, the, you're staying in the neighborhood. No, it's going to be outside of uh, Milton. Love Milton, but yeah. more towards Burlington area. So oh my I'm gosh. very excited. Yeah. Amazing. I Yay. Know. 
But now we, I'm like, I we was just thinking, jinxed it though. So I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might be putting an offer in on a place today. And, but it's the market's just crazy. So I'm kind of like, I don't know. I was talking to the guys beforehand and I'm like, it's so hard to know, so, like, what will my place sell for and right. everything. So it is. So when is there a time where people, that, you know, you may not get as much competition. Are there, are those, those type of months that people can hold off? Is it like August when like, you know, people are away or July I've, I've, I'll tell you the way I've got a lot of my properties is on crazy, weird, long weekends, like family day weekend, which should be really hot or an Easter weekend. And, um, maybe not, not during the pandem- pandemic, cause people, you know, everyone's still online. Um, and no one was going to open houses, but I've, I've got a lot of properties and less competition that way on hmm. weird, odd weekends. Yeah, yeah it's we a good way that. of thinking. Yeah, 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 it's a good way of thinking because this year, as an example, for 2021, I can see like July long weekend. I can see that being as an opportunity for buyers to just just go in and, and scoop yeah. something up while everybody else is out at the beach or doing mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. Um, I can see that being a good opportunity, but you know, it depends on the house. It depends where it's located. Yeah. I also uh, think that's changing now because I think people are, we will see things transition to where people will buy houses sight unseen because of how easily accessible all the hey. online virtual tours and videos are. Yeah. I bought my cottage sitting on my couch, never walked a foot into the property. <laughs> and you're giving me a hard time. <laughs> I know. Are you... <laughs> what about home inspections? Are you, oh, I will say my girlfriend just sold here in the city and it was a red flag. She wanted to buy a property and they wouldn't let her have a home inspection. And they, I thought you that's have illegal. to go in firm. You have, these are like, you pretty much have to go in firm to get a house these days. Yeah. When you've got terrified? multiple offers, people are just, anyone with a condition is just not being considered. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So unless, and, unless you pay a lot more money than the next highest bid for it. Yes. And I know somebody wrote, somebody wrote her a letter when she was selling her house. I said, I, if someone wrote me a letter, I'd be like, no, just write me a check. You'd be amazed how many, uh, how many uh, customers or clients I've had where they, they'll get a letter and they're like, oh my goodness. Like they, all of a sudden there's so much more value associated with that offer. It does I've work. done it. I've yeah. done it. And I've got what? a house that way. Yeah. I got a house that way. Yeah. Stop it. We get letters all the time. I'm like, rip, rip, rip. I don't care. I'm just, I'm a blogger and I like what I do for my job. So I knew like what heartstrings to pull. Back (laughs) in 2017, there was a story in Oakville where a house sold for, uh, and the the sellers chose an offer that was a hundred thousand dollars less than the next, (gasps) than the highest bid solely on the premise that they included a letter and they were Christians and missionaries. And so were the sellers. Oh, well, that's nice. Okay. Yeah, so. Well, that's nice. Stop it. Now my heart's <laughs> evil, witch woman. <laughs> that's, a, that's my husband. He says that a couple of times. I don't know when I'm work, working crazy. So, um, Joanna, mm-hmm. you, you said you're going to put an offer on this house today. Uh-oh. Yep. Why, why do you feel this way? Why do I feel like it's the right one? Yeah. Um, you want to just like, am I just digging in too deep here? Um, no, no, no. Cause I yeah. feel like a lot of this would be out, but I was like doing the timing of like when I'm going to put vlogs in and stuff. So you're good. Um, 
You're trying to get it. scheduling. Is it an, emotion, yeah. is it an emotional yeah. connection to the we're, house? We're really going to fuck you up when we put this on on, on <laughs> Monday, know. right? I know. And we're like, my, everyone's going to be like, what's happening? Oh, what's happening? Um, yeah. So it checks my need boxes and um, it's in the right price range. It's in the right location. Like it's everything. It's all the things that I'm looking for. So... And, and will you be with someone else in that house? No, it'll be the kids and I. Oh, okay. Be the kids just, and I. Yeah. Okay. Maybe closer to someone else, but okay. <laughs> taking like a step in between, which I think is smart. That's um, good. Yeah. So it, but it. I wasn't going to ask that question. So I'm glad <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> you can. It's closer to that person, but it's like, you know what it is, is, um, my boyfriend and I would be living together if we didn't have kids, but between us, we have five kids and we've yeah. kind of tried to merge families and it's so hard. And we're like, you know what? Let's just take the pressure off right now with their ages and everything. And like, yeah. just be closer, like have closer locations. We're also very, we're, we're both kind of introverts a bit and, and do well also with our own space. So it's nice to yeah. still have a bit of our own space and everything. I think that's important. If my, mm-hmm. you know what, that's the thing I've said to my husband, I'd get you another house. Just live there. <laughs> we almost, we we'll almost, see you later. We did I've considered it. I've considered yeah. it. Taylor, get this. We <laughs> almost bought a property that had two houses on it and a she shed. We almost got Stop. it that we could each ha- like live with our kids in our houses right beside each other. That is, yeah. there's, a, there's a property like that in me for two big houses on, on the same property right by the water. Yeah. Again, close. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I could be that close. Yeah. Is, is, uh, I don't know if you want to disclose or not Taylor, but is your cottage yeah. in Meaford? Yeah, no, I can just, yeah, I'm, it's in the Meaford area. So in um, Meaford and Collingwood area is where most of the properties are but on Georgian Bay. We, I really, I love Georgian Bay. It's such a big, clean body of water. And, um, and I just, I knew years ago and my husband, uh, we knew that, that, that community would blow up and now we're seeing it now, but I mean, some of the properties we've owned for 18 years. So we're like, okay, we're waiting. Let's do this. We're Toronto and Hamilton. We've seen properties, you know, go quick. And, um, I had, Oh, I was going to say what years ago when my husband and I were driving up in for people that know the Collingwood area, there's, um, there's a place called Cranberry village, uh, where people, Mm -hmm. there's people that ski, but when my husband and I were dating, uh, there it was buy one, get one free. Like, and I said, even if we don't last, we'll each get a property. Like, cause if we were just dating and then it was Imagine buy one, now. get one. Yeah. Then it was buy one, get one for 99,000. There were all these incentives, you know, back in the day to get people up in these communities. And now I think people are either looking for those second properties or now that they can work, you know, from wherever uh, people are like getting out of major cities, wherever that is. And, you know, Milton, Mississauga, Toronto, and they're like, okay, let's even go North or let's go, you know, to live closer to the water, you know, and, and have that small town feel, but still maybe be a couple hours outside of the city. Well, that's one of the reasons why, despite people thinking the market was going to crash in the beginning of all of this, that it was quite to the contrary. People realize they don't have to travel into work all the time now, so they can live where they want, get a bigger house for the same money by moving a little bit further out and go to the office two times a week. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Or have that second property or do an Airbnb, which yeah, yeah. I mean, I know so many people have been renting their even properties out for crazy amounts of money because people that may have a condo or a small or apartment and they just want to get out of the city and they usually travel, they've used that money to spend renting a place. So I mean, it's, it's great if you have a property to rent and it's, it's great for you yourself to have a property just to get that extra space too. Yeah. Before we wrap up this podcast, I'd like to ask, why is there a life size? Adrian wants to know, why is there a life size Justin Bieber behind you? So I was given this Justin Bieber because I was at a radio station and it's, it's, I'll just, I'll, uh, it's the Coles notes of the story, um, but it's the power of, you know, power of radio. My daughter at the time wanted a picture and, you know, you go to these, um, it was, it was shoppers drug mart and you get these standouts of celebrities like a Justin Bieber or, you know, InSync or Harry Styles by the perfume department. And my daughter at the time wanted to take a picture with Justin Bieber and the manager scolded her and she was nine years old and she was bawling in front of me. I was like, what the, we're just taking a picture of a cardboard <laughs> cutout. So the next day I was on a morning show and I talked about it. I never, ever said the, um, and now I said that it was shoppers because it's out, but, um, <laughs> but I don't say brands when I'm on the radio, if, if I'm going to talk about something. So I went out and I said, this happened. People called. They're like, that's unacceptable. We know that and people could figure out which uh, retailer it was. Well, doesn't the vice president of marketing for shoppers drug mart call me up? I guess at some point. I'd probably audition for a voice job or something. So she had my cell. It's it's easy probably to find. So, and she's like, hey, Taylor, I just heard your break on the radio. I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> I never said your name. I never said Shoppers Drug Mart. She felt awful because Shoppers was just about to launch a social campaign where people could take pictures with Justin Bieber to wow. win this like hit the cutout to win a perfume pack. And she wanted to know the store because the manager should not have scolded us and instead told us like, Hey, hold off on that picture. You could win perfume. Anyway, I got home later that day. I had a six foot Justin Bieber at my house with uh, enough perfume for the next three years. (laughs) That's so nice. That's a great story. and Stephen Sabados is behind me because uh, I we do a Facebook Live and he's from uh, the Goods and he's he's a designer and I just was always lonely and he's like you I can be beside Justin Bieber so these are my coworkers. Huh. <laughs> Have you ever met Justin Bieber in in person? Yes, no, I've met him several times and interviewed him. So and I think one of his assistants has a similar name to me, like I think Taylor Taylor J or, or like something mm. crazy like that. He's. He softened. I mean, it, he was pretty hard when I interviewed him, and and um, I think he's he's in a better place and a better person now. So, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. you've met a lot. You've been in the Oscars and everything. Yes, yeah. it's you, it's been you fun. Great stories. <laughs> yes, <laughs> another time I can tell you more celebrity stories are off or off uh, the podcast. Well, <laughs> we'll, for us. we'll have to bring you back for a wine cast. How about that? I like that. Yeah, we could do a wine That'd Wednesday anytime. <laughs> Well, thanks for uh, spending some time with us today. Uh, Joanna, good luck with your offer tonight. Thank you. It's exciting. Yep. DM are they, me. Are they, are they accepting offers anytime or do they have an offer? Two, day? O'clock. two, two o'clock today. She's got to go. Whoa. Right after this, I've got to go see Whoa. it. I'm going to see what? it. I'm taking your, I just was confirmed by one of the team members. Oh God. I'm going to go see it and then put in an offer. And then write them a letter. Write them a yeah. letter to him. <laughs> Maybe I should write them a letter. Be like, 
Maybe nowadays the letter has transitioned to maybe like a video text message or something. Mom with four children. Yeah. 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 Attached with a nice check as a down payment. That's what always helps. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's episode 121 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Uh, Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Joanna.